Tigers are brilliant. Hello and welcome to the Sports Desk on your Friday morning, the Friday the 2nd of October. We are flying through the year and we're in the final season of Sports Desk in 2020 and Jay is with me. Good morning, Jay. How's it going, Sammy? Good, exciting. Uh, I cannot believe it. We're in a great time of the year. The AFL finals are underway. The NBA finals are getting closer to the end and plenty of sport. We're in the third week I mean, fourth week maybe this week of the Premier League. Uh, it's just absolutely amazing to have all this sport uh, as we get closer to the easing of restrictions and the end of the year. So very exciting. How's your week been? Yeah, not bad. Just uh, as you said, there's plenty to be watched. Uh, finals and all sorts of sports. So that's good. And uh, yeah, hopefully in a few weeks we're out of uh, lockdown to a degree. Yeah, it's going to be very exciting. Now, I thought we should start off with some footy news. Again, uh, many a times on this show, we mentioned uh, trade rumours. And uh, a couple of them first, uh, Danaher. I know we've spoken about him before, but uh, potentially a move to the Brisbane Lions. Uh, I've heard that he's maybe has been or planning to go up to Brisbane to see the facilities. Uh, there's potential for Ben Brown to head to Essendon uh, if in... Uh, of course, Danaher leaves. Uh, there's a gap open up for him. It's been shocking what's been happening with North Melbourne and the amount of the listings. Uh, they've not held back uh, one bit. So uh, Ben Brown potentially to Essendon. And then another player, Adam Saad, has uh, met with Carlton and are talking with Carlton. So interesting there. Have you, have you got a few thoughts on those trade rumours? Yeah, the Saad one's interesting because... Um well, I've heard as well they're after Hooley again. Obviously, Hooley used to play for Essendon. Yep. And if Saad leaves, they're basically trying to get the replica, an older replica of Saad, mm. which I don't think makes sense. So, um, if they're getting rid of him and he goes to Garden or something, I mean, you've got to hope they can recover for that because that's a big loss off the halfback. Um, he's an absolute gun. He's only, I think, 26 or something. So, yep. still plenty of footy left in him. But, yeah, the Hooley thing is a bit weird for me if they're really going after him. Yeah, obviously, I don't like many uh, Essendon players, but he is one that I admire and don't mind when it comes around to picking players from teams. Uh, I've, I've always admired him, so he'd, I reckon he'd be a good fit yeah. at the Blues. Uh, also in the news, of course, massive story last week, the All-Australian side. What was your initial thoughts on that? Uh, I mean, maybe we should have done the sports sports desk side. Maybe we could do that closer to the end of the year. Um, but uh, I'll, I'll get your thoughts in a sec, but I just wanted to start off with uh, extremely disappointed with it. Uh, it's very inconsistent, and uh, there's a lot of arguments for uh, the way they did it, but I just think the players who they need to select need to be in their predominant position that they play. It just seems... Yes, yeah. It just seems half-assed that they're trying to just squeeze all the big names in. Uh, which is a shame to see. You should be 
picking the best player that plays in that position and that position only. Because um, if you think about another sport, if, if they tried to do it in, in soccer, there's no way you'd put a midfielder in a, a centre-back position or something like that because it just doesn't happen. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, what, what, what's your, what was your thoughts on it? No, I agree with the positioning thing. Like, I think they put Cam Guffrey on the wing, but he's more of an inside mid, and you would have probably gone like a Menegola who actually plays on the wing. Mm. So I was a little surprised that Menegola didn't get a get a run in the wing or even in the team as a whole. Darcy Byrne Jones as well, a bit questionable to me. I don't know what you think about that, but I thought he was a good player, but I don't think he was all Australian level. I think yeah. he was you just got I feel like the stats uh would played a part in this team rather than I guess impact as well. I mean they don't really look at that sort of stuff. Obviously stats are important. Um even Dan Butler was a little stiff. I mean, he had a little little cold patch in the second half of the year, but still a great player, yeah, and he was definitely. definitely talked about at the start of the year. Um, and, I mean, Dangerfield captain, probably not. I mean, you could probably find a few players from that team that could be captain over Danger. I don't know yeah. what the thought process was behind that. But, yeah, a few questionable ones, but it is what it is. And the, mean, and the the forward line that that that's what gets me the most because surely oh, yeah. that should be the most obvious, right? Yeah. And I'm not saying that Bontempelli and uh, Dusty aren't amazing players. Yeah. They're just in the wrong spot. Yeah, Dusty. I know they the kick goals, but <laughs> it's not his prime position. No. Uh, you got to put an actual pocket player like a Papley or a Butler, but I don't know. That's the way. They, I don't know if they should change the way it's selected, or I don't know. It doesn't mean much in the end. I mean, in the Brownlow as well, that's done by the umpires. So we yeah. see what happens with the Brownlow in a couple of weeks' time as well. Okay. Well, maybe we should pick one. Maybe um, in the next couple of weeks we should all pick one and then yep. uh, read them together. And uh, Or maybe if we have players that are in the same thing that goes in and then we argue about the rest. I don't know. We'll sort something out like that, yep. but that'd be fun to do. Uh, also in the news, uh, I'm pretty sure it's going to finish this week or close to. So if you haven't got your votes in for the goal of the year and mark of the year, it's in the final round and there's three left. Uh, the final three remaining, uh, Josh Dacos, Jack Nunes and Patrick Cripps, which was a surprise. Uh, that really got late in. Um, I, I thought it was an amazing goal, but I thought there were many others this year. Yeah. Um, so what was your pick of the out of those three? Oh, I mean, Jack Nunes, I mean, that's clutch. And then you got Dacos. I mean, that was clutch as well, but it was, they're both high degree of difficulty as well. So it's probably between those two ones. Like, Cripps' one was good, but it wasn't probably to the degree of difficulty as the other two. Yeah. So, yeah, it's hard to say. I mean, I mean, I think you'd probably want Nunes, wouldn't you? If, uh, yeah, well, a lot of people saying, well, it's a, it's an easy kick and it was... It's just being amped up because it was the end of game kick. And I was just like, what? If yeah. anything, it creates 10 times more pressure. So yeah. to me, that's insane. And the fact that <laughs> he had to deal with a cameraman and everything and all that, and we still managed, he still managed to get it in from a difficult spot at Optus, yeah. um, away from home. So I think that's going to be the one. I yeah. called it the day I saw it, that that was going to be it. So hopefully he gets that. Um and Mark of the Year, uh, Charles Cameron, Sam Walsh, and Ian Hill. What was your pick from that? Uh, Charles or Hill, I reckon. 
I can't decide right now. I have to look at it again, but it'd definitely be those two. Yeah, I I had a look, and uh, as far as Specky goes, that we've seen a few fair few Speckies uh, over many years. They weren't really on par. I mean, maybe yeah. that's just because maybe same with the girls. Maybe just the year because it has been this strange year, and not all players are settled. And look, there's less games. Um, that there's been less opportunities for that kind of stuff to happen. So, um, but I, I picked Sam Walsh um, because it was a very courageous mark. Uh, the way he came in the pack from that far out against those. Uh, very, for a young guy with a small body like that. Yeah, that's true. Very, very courageous from him. Um, moving on in the news as well. Uh, there's a couple of AFL fans uh, who are going up to the Northern Territory um, to see the grand final. So what they're doing is they are uh, doing quarantine, um, self-funded quarantine in the hot tropical heat in uh, Northern Territory and then going across to um, Queensland when it opens because I think that's a loophole. If you go through Northern Territory and quarantine yeah. up there, you can go across. So very expensive effort. I don't even know if they've got tickets uh, yet. So... Very passionate AFL fans from Melbourne, so I guess good on them for <laughs> trying. And if they get tickets, well, good on them, because uh, many people here will be very jealous. Yeah. No, it's, yeah. Be nice to watch it. Uh, I think hopefully with Victoria, they're trying to ease restrictions by a week, we might be able to at least be able to do something before the grand final. Yeah. So that's that's a plus for Victorians. Uh, also, as well, we were kind of on the money with Gareth Bale. Uh, he did end up at Tottenham. It wasn't a player swap deal, as we were reading the story, um, which has probably turned out better. He has yet to play his debut, but it may be this weekend with the increasing amount of fixtures. Or did I read somewhere that it was going to be a long while? I can't remember. Well, we may or may not see him <laughs> in a few weeks, but definitely a good pick-up for their, uh, them. Uh, I'll tell you who else is making big trade r- rumours, uh, uh, moves in the uh, Premier League. Uh, Aston Villa, after securing a great goalkeeper from Arsenal, they've now picked up from Chelsea, yeah, Ross yeah. Barkley. Yeah. Uh, he's a little bit on the older side, but, um, man, they are making some moves this season. So hopefully, uh, I'd be very surprised if they didn't finish mid-table uh, with the talent they're bringing in. Yeah, I agree, um, I reckon. I think, yeah, it's good for Barkley. Get him, uh, get him a run. Get more game time, way. especially because yeah. um, it'll be harder than ever to get in that Chelsea squad, and they seem to be all over the place still. Yeah. Um, and a couple final stories here. The NBL. Uh, now I thought this is hilarious. Tasmania have finally have a team, which is great to see because they they don't have a team in many Australian sports. No. Uh, but they have the Tasmanian uh, Jack Jumpers which is apparently a species of large, aggressive, venomous ants that grabs its prey with its jaws and stings with its tail. What are your thoughts on the name? Oh, it's creative at least. Um, but, yeah, it's going to get obviously mixed opinions. Uh, but it's good to see MBL expanding to Tasmania. Yeah. Um, definitely something we want to see potentially in the AFL as well. So, Couldn't they use they the... I mean... The expected one is the Tasmanian Devils, right? Yeah, you'd think so. 
but whatever works for them, it's uh, on the marketing team, I guess. Be creative. <laughs> See what well, happens with their game day and everything as well. Yeah. What sort of fan interaction they have. Well, we look forward to that. And uh, and a final story here before we get to our first song, the NRL Grand Final. Uh, is going to allow 40,000 fans with its move to uh, being holding the game at Olympic Stadium. And our first track this morning we're going to get to is Royal Blood. It's a brand new song. Trouble's coming on the sports desk on your Friday morning. Royal Blood, Trouble's coming on the sports desk. It's a brand new one from them. And Jay is going to take us through the NBA. Yeah, so um, the uh, first game of the NBA Finals kicked off yesterday. Uh, Heat and the Lakers uh, probably wasn't up to the hype uh, that people were hoping, uh, especially if you're not a Lakers fan, some people going for the Heat here. Uh, Lakers were convincing in the end. They, the Heat started well. I think they got up to at least 13-point lead or something, and then the Lakers took over in that second quarter in the end of the first. Um, and then injuries to Butler got an ankle injury early on, um, but he was able to play on, but not 100%. Uh, Bam Adebayo got injured. He didn't play the rest of the game. Uh, and Gordon Dradic also got injured. So three of their starters were not 100% for that game, the Heat. And it sort of showed uh, throughout the game. Uh, Lakers winning that one by 18 points to take game one. Um, standout performances, Anthony Davis doing what he does best, just dominating 30-plus points. He got 34, five assists, nine rebounds, and three blocks. LeBron James, almost a triple-double with 25 points, 13 boards, and nine assists, also a steal. Um, notable ones for the, the Heat, Butler got 23, two rebounds, five assists, two steals. And Kendrick Nunn, limited minutes. He used to be a starter. He got a quick run of 20 minutes with 18 points, five rebounds, and two assists. So, uh, yeah, hopefully uh, the likes of Drudgic and Artabio and all that are able to play game two because if those guys can't get up, I think the Heat might be in trouble here because um, the Lakers are too strong at the moment. Yep. Um, the next game is tomorrow at 11 a.m., so... You can catch that one, game two, um, hopefully a bit more competitive from the Heat for a longer period of time. The likes of Tyler Hero didn't really shine up. Obviously, he's a young player. It's hard to expect too much of him, but he's, he's definitely a talent for them. Um, but, yeah, looking like at this rate, Lakers are going to potentially sweep unless uh, the Heat take this one, I reckon. So, yeah, important for the Heat to win this one. Otherwise, I think the Lakers have got this in the bag. And LeBron arguably in really good form uh, in the last couple yeah, of games, just breaking like, records left, right, and centre. Doesn't seem like age is a problem for some of these guys, which is great to see. Yep. I think he's 35 or something. LeBron, he's really getting looking for a fourth ring, so um, good on him. I, oh, yeah, I forget he... that they get that rings. Yeah, championship <laughs> rings. Yeah, we'll see how they go. I mean, even players that may not play much minutes, will get a ring. Even if they don't play a minute, they'll get a ring as long as they're on the roster. So that's how the NBA works. Um, some people obviously that's a bit silly that players don't even play and they can still get a ring as long as they're involved in the team. But is what it is. Hopefully a better, series, better game two than game one. 
Okay. Well, we look forward to that. We've got the AFL finals to discuss. Uh, plenty of games this weekend. Uh, of course, we've got the Premier League as well. All that coming up on the Sports Desk. This is a brand new one from Hands Like Houses. This is Dangerous on the Sports Desk on Sin. Hands Like Houses, Dangerous on the Sports Desk on Sin. And it's time to discuss week one of the AFL finals. Kicking off tonight at 7.50 at the Gabba. It's the Lions and the Tigers. Uh, been a big battle for many of the last couple of games. Of course, we had that uh, game last year. Uh, at the Gabba, very exciting in finals time. Um, so I really don't know what to expect about this one. Um, the Lions seem to be on the uh, improve this year. Uh, I'm at a loss. I'm at a loss with this. We've. It's interesting. When you have that week break off, it kind of resets everything again, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. You can look the form uh, at the final week, but... When you have that break and finals is a different game in itself. So, um, look, I think I think potentially there could be an upset. I mean, plenty of games have been at the Gabba, or plenty of games in Brisbane uh, in this uh, late this year. But that could have evened out um, for the rest of the teams as well, um, lessening the advantage for Brisbane. I don't know. You you, you go, Jay. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Obviously, as a Richmond fan, we've had a good record against the Lions. I think we're at 15 wins in a row. Um, and even, you know, we've been proven to be able to play at the Gabba as well. I think we're 7-0 and uh, in our last seven uh, and 9-0 against the Lions there. So um, the venue and the opponent isn't an issue but uh, to those to those stats, but... I think Brisbane have matured a lot over the last year. Obviously, finishing second for the second time in a row is very, very impressive for a young team. And I think they'll definitely show a lot more maturity than they did the first time around the finals last year. Um, kicking still an issue. Their goal kicking, um, especially when they played us this year, I think they went four goals, 17. So um, yeah. that'll be the big thing for them. If they can capitalized because I remember that first final against us last year they had a chance to mm. blow us away in that first quarter and they missed I think they got four goals six or something to yeah. three goals and then we went over the top of them in the second half so it's all about that start and making sure that they uh, they kick straight and um, we don't have Lynch so Andrews I think is back um, for them so Jack will get Andrews and Potentially, Marvs will just have to be that second key forward for us. Uh, but having Prestia back is huge for our midfield, and uh, we've almost got a full team, which is exciting. So I think we should be able to get this done. Uh, but I don't think it was as simple as last year. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I, th- I think I'm going to take Brisbane. Uh, in their last couple of rounds before the end of the season, it did seem like their kicking was had a massive improvement, and uh, I think that's just the big thing for them, uh, as you've said. The, the finals game last year, they had the opportunity to take the game away and they didn't. And then the home and away fixture this year, uh, they kicked themselves out of. So definitely definitely a big chance for Brisbane as well. Uh, and having a key forward out, Tom Lynch, that does create some interesting things there. Um, so I'm going to take Brisbane. Okay. I'll forgive you. <laughs> Uh, on to Saturday, 4.40 at the Gabba, the elimination final. 
I think it's the first one. Is it the first yep. one? Yep. St. Kilda and the Bulldogs. Um, wow, this is going to be absolutely massive. Uh, congratulations for the Saners and the Dogs making it. Uh, Saints, first time in uh, t- 10 years? Like Close that. to? Yeah. Um, oh, again, I'm really... It's funny. During home and away season, you, you, you can kind of have an idea, but you almost want to throw that all away. Yeah. <laughs> Especially a neutral venue as well. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say the Saints. As much as I like the Bulldogs and uh, seen their improvement over this year, I just think the Saints have something about them. The fact that it's their first time being in a long time and having a great coach in Brett Ratton, I think they can pull an upset. Um, I haven't seen the side that's in, uh, but uh, it'll be interesting. I reckon this will be very close. Very, very close. Um, and that game against, uh, just what I'm thinking back to, some great performances from St Kilda. They almost knocked off West Coast uh, and that massive game against Brisbane where they only went down by a couple of points. Uh, as well. The Dogs have been um, great, but uh, there's been a couple of games this year that they've uh, just slipped up at and uh, I just don't know if it's for them this year. So I'm going to say take the Saners. Yeah, I agree. I reckon the Saners will get that monkey off the back and get a finals win after a long time. So, sorry, doggies. And the final game for week one of the finals, it's the West Coast Eagles and uh, the Collingwood at 8-10 at Optus Stadium. Massive game, uh, massive plus for uh, West Coast with being the game held at uh, Optus Stadium. Uh, Collingwood... Um, I don't know. I don't know if they've got it this year. And coming out against an old am- enemy um, that was only knocked them out of a grand final two years ago. Yeah. Um, be many bad memories, uh, but it's going to be absolutely massive. Um, they could prove me wrong here and uh, Collingwood could come out of the, the shadows. Uh, the one thing for West Coast, though, a lot of injury concerns. Um I'm not sure if they've got a few players back yet to see the side in, uh, but that'll be one thing that's a, a massive thing for them. Uh, but still will be close, but I think the Eagles can do it. Um, I'm backing I'm backing Collingwood, I reckon. I think, okay. I think they've uh, obviously started to get a few pieces back in their team um, with the likes of Trelaw and Dagoe now back. Um, I think they can you know, rally the Eagles. I mean, the Eagles have been... Up and down. Obviously, they've had to come back to Queensland for the last bit of the season, um, and obviously going back to Perth helps them a lot. But I don't know. I just see Collingwood as a as a team that can shake it up. I don't think those be a one and done sort of team. I think they'll uh, get at least one win in these finals. And uh, yeah, even the even the tickets went out really quickly. I saw on the news they were wow. sold out within hours. So it's going to be a big pack game which we're not used to seeing, obviously, this season. So I think Collingwood. I think Collingwood will be able to pull us off in an upset. Okay. Well, I can't wait. These finals, AFL finals, uh, it's an exciting time of the year. And, of course, you can catch us live on the Sports Desk Facebook page uh, as we go through the weeks, uh, previewing the first game of each round and potentially both the uh, preliminary finals. And, of course, the big dance. How could we forget? Uh, more sport up next is the Premier League uh, right here on 
uh, Sin, the sports desk, and we're going to play this now. It's uh, Morning Glory. Oasis is celebrating the 25th anniversary of the album What's the Story, Morning Glory. Here is Morning Glory on the sports desk. Oasis, Morning Glory on the sports desk, and it's time to talk some Premier League. And now we're excited to head into match day four. Uh, It's been an exciting first couple of weeks. Man, was that crazy. The VAR and the penalties were definitely about... uh, I've read some uh, uh, articles that it's uh, been the most uh, penalty-heavy and uh, high-scoring start to any Premier League season in a while, which uh, is very interesting. Um, And a few shock... I mean, <laughs> the round for shock losses, you expect that would be round one, but it was last round that it's just insane. Um, a few shock losses, starting off West Brom and Chelsea. What a roller coaster game that was. <laughs> no. <laughs> and then they um, draw. Yeah. The, they managed to claw back from 3 0 down uh, to draw it up, which I thought arguably. Yes, it was a tremendous effort to come back from that. But to get down like that in the process, West Brom were playing extremely well uh, against a Chelsea side that just hadn't gelled together yet. Uh, And, of course, they played uh, Tottenham in the uh, midweek fixture in the Carabao Cup and went out to penalties uh, against Tottenham. So two losses in a row for Chelsea. Uh, Very interesting to see how they come back from that yeah, in- interesting. First up, there was many memes, uh, <laughs> of course, as you'd expect. And they had that one where it was the sports car, uh, like a broken down car, and then a broken piece of metal. And they had uh, attack, midfield, defense. <laughs> defense was the broken part. Uh, other shock losses. Um, oh, Brighton deserved... <sighs> so close for Brighton against Man United in the early one last week. Uh the late after the final whistle, uh, VAR took him back to a handball, uh, which meant that uh, Man United won and scored a penalty uh, after the game, which is insane. Uh, I yeah. felt a bit sorry for Brighton. Brighton deserved that win. They were playing playing amazingly, and uh, unfortunately it went Man United's way. Uh, of course, oh, I can't avoid it. I've tried to avoid it. Uh, Man <laughs> City. <laughs> Man City. Oh, God, that was a good game. <laughs> that was not a good game. Oh, if it were neutral, yeah, it was. Yeah, I guess so. Lots of penalties. <laughs> Lots of penalties. Yeah. Funny enough, most of their scores are from penalties. <laughs> Party was the culprit. Two of them, I think. <laughs> I, I don't know. After an exciting first week um, against uh, the Wolves, I don't know. I, 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 it's interesting. Uh, I know... It's hard to give excuses to a big team like that uh, with the amount of resources they do. But speaking of resources, a lot of their players are injured, do have a lot of injuries. Um, But to concede 5-2 at home, I don't know the last time when that happened. Five goals at home conceded. And they were just sloppy penalties. Sloppy uh, so hopefully that's a wake-up call, and um, yeah, and we've got the first goal of the game too. Murray's got a, a whopper, yeah, and I thought, oh, here fun. we go, this is going to be a great game. <laughs> um, and a few other things. Uh, finish off uh, Arsenal three-one over 
Uh, Liverpool. No, sorry, Liverpool three one over yeah, Arsenal. Yeah. Sorry, I wish I, wish <laughs> I gave you hope. the other way around. <laughs> what, what did you think of Arsenal's performance? Because I watched that game too, and I just it wasn't until late that I really saw any yeah, sparks yeah. from them. I agree. Yeah, it was it was a late late surge, but yeah, obviously it shows Liverpool's class. Um, and you know, obviously we won the first two games. We looked we looked good, um, and then we we this was our test. Being able to go against the Liverpool team um, in Anfield, so not quite there. Team's still got work to do, um, still gelling, um, and you know you can only hope they respond. They're still in a good position. They got Sheffield this week, um, which realistically we should beat, but um, we'll see. Yep. So. Speaking of that fixture, Chelsea and Crystal Palace start off the weekend at 9.30 with an early game. I'm loving these early games and uh, loving that they're spread out um, so we can see more Premier League games than we usually do. Everton, Brighton are at midnight. Uh, Leeds, United and Man City are at 3.30 on Sunday. Uh, Newcastle, Burnley, 6am on Sunday. Leicester City and West Ham, 10pm Sunday night. Uh, Southampton and West Brom at 10pm also on Sunday night. Wolves and Fulham are at midnight on Monday morning. Arsenal and Sheffield midnight Monday morning. Man United and Tottenham at 2.30 on Monday. And to finish off their round, Aston Villa and Liverpool at 5.15 on Monday morning. So an exciting first week. A few standouts there. Uh, what do you think out of those yeah, fixtures? I'm, I'm interested uh, for your game with Leeds. I've been liking the way Leeds play. Um, yeah. I can't I argue it. they've been had a massive start. Great start for a newly promoted team. Uh, yeah. who's not been in the Premier League for a long, long time. Uh, so I'm not going to lie. I'm a bit nervous. As it would be. <laughs> it's, uh, oh, they challenged Liverpool in the first Yeah, first that was week. a great opening game. Um, if you... And that just shows how, how deadly they can be. They sink seven for the moment. Um you know, I tip them for a top ten, and they're they're definitely they're definitely top ten at least material. They could even go as high as top six. Mm. Um, so again, another test for them. It's at their home deck against a uh, you know quality opposition. Um, obviously, City are a bit vulnerable at the moment. So um, this is a chance for Leeds to pounce here. Um, but I'm sure you're not wanting that to happen. Uh, clearly. No. Tottenham and Man United that's a big fixture maybe that's the game that uh, Gareth Bale comes in wouldn't that be a story oh that'd be great (laughs) Uh, and uh, another one uh, Villa and Liverpool Uh, Villa on the up and uh, we'll see how they attack Liverpool I remember last season's fixture it wasn't until really late uh, that uh, Liverpool got the equaliser Villa almost got on the line over the line last time okay well that's it for the Premier League we'll come back and wrap up the show on right here on the Sports Desk on scene. Hear me out, Pixies, on the Sports Desk. And just a few things before we wrap up. Uh, exciting. The Champions League um, draw for the, the seeds. Uh, they will be picked next week. So exciting to see. Uh, they pretty much started all those competitions early. Uh, the EFL and um, so the Carabao Cup and the FA Cup. Um are all pretty much starting straight away. So uh, it's going to be an interesting task for teams um, to try and balance their squads through the competitive games that are usually, I think, a bit more spread out. But uh, it's a bit tough in these COVID times. Yeah. 
No, it'll be interesting. Um, yeah, we obviously don't know what the future holds. Um, things like even the AFL, they're trying to potentially expand next season to more games, um, which I don't know why they do. Um, I think that I like the 17 or well, the 18 round concept um, by the AFL. Um, I'd rather a dense, like a more broader season than an expand season. I don't know what you think of that. If, um, the AFL should expand the games. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'd, I'd probably want, um, if I had the option between going back to normal game time compared to more games, I'd choose the normal game time yep. over over the more games, I think. Um, and I know it's exciting we got a night grand final this year, but uh, I just am a fan of grand final day and waking up and getting up early yeah. and the build-up through the afternoon, uh, and I just like it. Uh, in the daytime, there's not many big events. That, and, I mean, we've already got a lot of finals that are at night. Both preliminary finals are at night. Yeah. Um, so I feel uh, – I know they want to try something different this year. Uh, I'm – but I just think I don't want to lose the tradition of Grand Final Day because it's very unique to us, and um, and they could still. I know they say it's about TV ratings and all of that, but if you think about it, if you put Grand Final on in the morning, people would still watch it. It's the Grand Final. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> um, so hopefully, I mean they don't change the game too much. Um, it's a bit annoying when they just change it for the sake of changing. Uh, yeah. I just think they should just leave it. it uh, things that need to be, I can understand, like this year, they changed the time, obviously, because you needed to support uh, the COVID stuff and getting through games and stuff, which made sense. But having it as a long-term, long-term thing, I just think that's silly. Yeah. No, I agree. Okay, well, that about wraps us up for the Sports Desk. Uh, you can catch up the podcast as well on your favourite podcast platform. Uh, keep up to date with us on the socials at uh, the Sports Desk Sin. Is that what it is? Yep. And, um, of course, you can catch Monday and Wednesday show. And, of course, you can catch us live on the Facebook page throughout the footy finals. Well, thank you for joining me, Jay. And we'll be back next week. Cheers, Sammy. See you then. Thanks.